1: Playing this game on this day. So let it be special. One, two, three. We're gonna give it some more.
2: Beautiful throw by Gardner Minshew. <laughs> go, not great ball, by Matt Jones. We're gonna take it. There you go, ben. Henry! Touchdown! Patriots. Yes. Jonathan Taylor finding the end zone. Bang bang! The dagger with Stevenson! What a tremendous game!
3: I would say set your alarm, but instead turn it back on from last week or the one that you had set from October because Sunday morning football is back for an encore in Frankfurt, Germany. Fifth international game for the NFL this season exclusively right here on NFL Network. Watch with the world as the Colts take on the Patriots. Rise, shine, watch. That is a requirement Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. On NFL Network and stream it on NFL+. Plus. Hey, what's up? Welcome inside Good Morning Football presented by Old Trap Review. Jerky, live in New York City, Thursday, November 9th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Print, Hey. Gerald McCoy, Kyle. I feel it. uh, We must acknowledge the jersey once more.
4: This man will be on the sideline on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Frank Reich, the head coach of the Panthers. And a former Panther. Should we put Peter on the spot with trivia? Let's do it. Peter, (laughs) what four teams did Frank Reich play for during his playing
5: career? Buffalo Bills. Correct. New York Jets. Correct. Carolina Panthers. Correct. San Diego Chargers.
4: And oh. 97 and 98, Frank Reich was the Detroit Lions. Okay, how about that? Did Very you know good. that, Joe McCoy? Absolutely. <laughs> Neither
5: did I. <laughs>
3: uh, we love a little trivia of the morning. We had mixed bag trivia. You'll see it on Good Morning Football. Until then, time for the lead. Block. Block. So the Raiders, let's jump out west. The Raiders got a, a massive win over the Giants on Sunday. It was the first game for their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce after the team let go their original pick as head coach, Josh McDaniels, and their GM. And they also benched their starting quarterback earlier in the week. A lot of change come this way in Las Vegas. Uh, It was a game filled with emotion for the silver and black, and Pierce was asked yesterday, how do the Raiders avoid a letdown against the Jets in Week 10?
6: We knew last week was going to be emotion, and we we checked that this morning. we, We can't win the National Football League each and every week on emotions. We'll get burnt out. Now it comes back to what football is all about the execution, fundamentals, technique, doing your job, you know, maintaining, like I I, I answered earlier, that winning stamina, you know, that purpose. And just, again, as simple as it is, just do your job. You know, we don't need the extra stuff. That will come with us playing well. Uh, Our guys are motivated. Uh, It's a new week for us. Last week's behind us, and we're looking forward.
3: They had to check that. Coach Pierce has a plan. Uh, but the four and four Jets are coming to town. Interesting for the Raiders to host back-to-back New York teams mm-hmm. at home. Is the Raiders' success though from last week? Do you think, Peter, it's sustainable moving forward moving forward because it was a lot to watch last week. It was.
5: And I'm watching him in his press conference. I said it on Monday. I I think Antonio Pierce is the first NFL head coach to have studs in both ears. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we've ever seen it. I looked. George Hallis didn't have it, no. I thought. Maybe Tom Landry. Lindy Infante did not. Ted Marchibroda did not have earrings in both ears. So I like the style. Tony Dungy? Tony Dungy did not. Damn it. Uh, these guys, these guys are playing. For him, obviously, okay, they are inspired. I, I saw a story this week. Robert Spillane, Jim Thompson, and the Jim Thompson did not have two earrings. Uh, Robert Spillane. Spillane's got the I visor totally out there. You know the visor, yeah. Spillane. Yeah, yeah. Spillane broke his hand against the Lions. Okay, go on. Okay, put a cast on it, fixed it. Played against the Giants four days later. He's like, I'm not missing this awesome. game. That's what they have got going on here, the vibe, and it's like. I don't know if you guys watched the game. Aiden O'Connell can spin it. Like, this guy could throw the rock. Okay. I'm watching this game. It's like, oh, so this guy can ball. And there's Josh Jacobs, and he can run. The Raiders suddenly have, like, an offense. And I know you could say, well, the Giants came in here, and they didn't have Giants defense pretty darn good. Wink Martindale's a pretty prideful guy. They lit him up. Uh, Tucker, the third-round pick out of Cincinnati on the deep pass here. These guys were moving. They were playing. And then you get to the locker room afterwards. Instagram Live is going on. They are smoking cigars in the locker room. Crosby's gone locker to locker. Everyone's at 11, and it's like, well, that can't be sustainable. No, I get it can't be sustainable. But when you're having fun and playing football, that is sustainable. And they want to play for Pierce. And they apparently want to play for O'Connell. They're young. They have no expectations. Oddly enough, it's the same exact storyline when Gruden was blown out and they brought in Basace a couple years ago. Mm. They played the same way, young, free, no expectations, and they went to the playoffs. They've got a lot against them right now. The Jets, Jets might not be one of the, the mm. reasons why they don't make the playoffs. They could beat the Jets. This offense was humming. I know the Jets uh, have a very you know, valuable defense, and they're mm. very good on defense. This Raiders team is riding something cool right now, and I don't tell me it's just X's and O's. There's some intangibles going on as well.
4: There is a loophole, though. There is one coach who has worn double studs. Joe Gibbs used to do it back in the day. No, he did <laughs> not. You're Ray Hanley Dan did not if, wear earrings. If no. Dion
3: ever gets back, does Dion, Dion have the double studs? You know who would,
4: might maybe do it right now? Mike McDaniel I can see with double studs. Okay. What do you think about right. that, Jeff? Who's <laughs> a coach who would wear the double stud earring? <laughs> Raheem Morris.
5: Yeah, Rob would wear Morris.
4: okay. Raw back in there. Who knows? McVeigh has a kid now, just got crazy things Ooh. going on in his household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
5: a school in my ear, but you know. Um it's good. All right, I,
4: I also well, two, got this tribal two tattoo. Two things I like. Yeah. yeah, the next thing we need now to get double studs, we need a coach who looks like Max Crosby with yeah, the tattoos. Is, like I want that. Two things I like this time of year. Okay. I like a schedule flex. I love it. In fact, I'd like it a little bit more right now. Nope, sure. Not this week. Nope. I'm sure Herbie and Al would love one too, but too late. Um I love the interim coach process. I'm fascinated by what happens, and there's the firing, and the new guy comes in, and it always goes like There's this, this jolt of electricity, which he was just talking about. It's so similar to you get out of a, a, a terrible marriage, and there's a divorce, and the Raiders got a damn divorce from Josh McDaniels, and it was nasty, and it was contentious. And that interim coach is always, like, your rebound relationship, your rebound fling, whatever you want to call it. It's fun. There's energy. It's like, wow, you do that? Like, oh, great. <laughs> I haven't had that in a while. Like, it's like, it's awesome. And that's how the Raiders react You do week. that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, th- it can be high. like this. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, Andy Dufresne, this is amazing. So they almost, I feels like they almost always win. And, of course, they won last week. However, the worst thing I think you can do is, like, that rebound relationship, be like, this is so fun. Let's get married. like it it almost is never a good idea to marry the interim coach to and i have I have facts. Uh, in the last decade, when an interim coach wins that first game, which they I feel usually do, <laughs> in the next game, they're two and eight, two and eight. They almost always lose. Yeah. There's a come down factor where it's like, all right, we got it out of it and we went to the, you know, to the we went away together to Cabo and we come back and like, ah, now it's real life. Now we have to actually finish the rest of the season. I wonder if they'll have that lag." And Antonio was talking about his press conference. He's like, "It's not it. about energy. Now it's about football. If they come out flat and like, now it's not about proving Josh McDaniels wrong and rallying behind this guy. It's like well, now we have just a regular old football game against a team with a really good defense, and as good as Aiden O'Connell looks spinning it last week, he's Peter, spinning like it, man. he's going against Quinn in at Al. We'll see. I'm very interested in the energy the Raiders have. If they win this one again, they're the very, very rare team that starts 2-0 with interim head coach. If I was a betting man, which I'm contractually not, I would go on the Jets this weekend just based purely on the facts that the interim coaches lose the second game because the energy comes down.
6: Well... To both of you guys' point, Josh McDaniels was tough to play with, you know, and I talked to people inside the building. It was just a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you said they celebrated and you were talking about, you know, just coming off a high. Well, how I think they're feeling, Uh to quote the phenomenal Munchkins of Munchkinland. Come on, let's go. Ding-dong, the witch is dead, witch-o-witch, witch, the wicked witch. Ding-dong, the wicked witch is dead. Wake up, you sleepy head, rub your eyes, get out of bed. Wake up, the wicked witch is dead. She's gone where the goblins go, below, below, below. Yo, hole let's open up and sing and ring the bells. Wake up, the merry-o, sing it high and sing it low. Wake up, the wicked witch is dead. Listen! Wow! <laughs> Every word. Well, a this a is pop. how they're feeling. It's this is pop. how they're feeling. The wicked witch is dead. Holy we could finally sing, and then the munchkins lands. They threw a they threw a whole party and sure. ran up the they yellow big road, so and they stuff. had lollipops, <laughs> and they brought they uh, brought her on stage, and mm-hmm. they gave her this big plaque, and it was just listen. That's how they're feeling right now. Amazing. Yeah but you got to keep playing. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so you got to Oz, keep right? playing. You're
4: trying to get to odds. Yes. Yellow Brick Listen, guy. on yeah.
6: the way to eyes, there was a lot of ups and downs and struggles, Out. and the schedule is going to get tough after this. Unbelievable. So as much as I love the Raiders, what we just seen, I don't believe it's sustainable. Can they win games? Can they beat the Jets on Sunday? Man, eh, probably, but then you got the Chiefs coming to town. You still got to play all these other top teams. Ah, I'm going to say no. Did you ever
5: play for an interim coach?
6: Uh, yes. In, uh, Carolina. Remember, we fired Ron Rivera. Yeah. And... Who'd you have? It didn't go over well. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. Steve Wilkes? No. No, no, no. Steve Wilkes wasn't there. mm Steve Williams McDermott was there. gone. Yeah. Right. No. Is who that is. Um, Adam Lawrence, you know, look that up. I
3: think Dorothy wore the double stud, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She Dorothy have, would
6: have read. Badass Hey, hey <laughs> and the we represent <laughs> the Lollipop Guild. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I think they had double studs, too. But listen, mm-hmm. those <laughs> Munchkins from Munchkinland, that's a, I guarantee you that's how the Raiders would feel.
4: They're next to a poppy field. Like we, You know what yes. poppies <laughs> go to? It's not good. Like it's, they, <laughs> they, they were yeah. all
3: they were, looking for a, they were looking for a leader, a kinder leader. Sure. You know, and so Antonio Pierce, I, I feel like last week was like contact high from getting out from underneath whatever was happening with Josh McDaniels. Whether or not he was doing it the right way, the wrong way, he believed his way was the way to do it. Sure. And that just did not transpire in Denver. It did not transpire well in Las Vegas. And that's cool. But, man, the body language and the emotions that this man exuded was not sustainable in the bad way. I mean, clearly these guys did not feel free They did not laugh. They were not giddy. The Antonio Pierce experience is interesting because that, and the the word behavior is also very judgmental at times, but what we saw from the Raiders after the win with Antonio Pierce... If you lose a game and you got guys on Instagram Live and smoking cigars or whatever, it's then that becomes like calling into question. Like, Coach, what are you allowing to happen? Now, I'm thinking of like the Red Sox and the chicken and beer situation mm-hmm. from years ago. It's like you things are great when you're winning, but like you you either have to keep winning, which is going to be hard in your division, which is darn near impossible against the Chiefs, or you have to tamp this down. I don't think anything that's happening, what we saw last week, is sustainable for the well, Rangers. Well, they won't do it if
2: they lose, right?
3: If you... I guess that was the whole th- that was the whole issue with the Raiders or with the mm-hmm. Red Sox back in the early 2000s was like. I remember that story. If it was being allowed to happen after a win and it was still just like lackadaisical and like this is just how we hang and this is mm-hmm. how the locker room is run, I think guys will take it and especially if it's the exact opposite of Josh McDaniels and how he ran the show. No doubt. Um, that was a, that was really impressive. So I just ma- ma- want to ma- like ma- say amazing, that bro. again. Yeah. I was ready you know, like in the first the Yeah. Whole damn thing. Yeah. I
6: love The Wizard of Oz. Who doesn't? Yeah. Right.
3: There's loving it, and then there's knowing that song. I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah,
6: right. it's great. I thought you'd taper out after the first couple of lines. Sure. Oh, no. No, yeah. it was the best part of the song is like right in the middle. Peter, the
3: I, oh, me Peter, me. Peter I appreciate oh, yeah, your dedication to professionalism song. and not dancing.
5: I did not dance. You kept your. I'm you, not you dancing not. on Josh McDaniels' grave. Right. I'm a friend, dude. You know, I was just that's dancing it, to the that's song.
3: Fine. Um, but
6: Peter thought <laughs> like that was. Well, it the wasn't dancing. Josh McDaniels. It was the Wicked Witch. We were dancing about the Wicked Witch, not Josh McDaniels. Perry Fuel
4: was your interim coach. There you go. Do you remember that, Adam Lawrence had, Lawrence had it. it. Right. It's yeah. a, he yeah. coach That's a yeah. coach. Yes. Um, I can see you made an impression. We, yes.
3: We did. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> great. Uh, no. Tom Pellicero, uh, no. good morning to you. Injuries that we need to watch. I know. I know, Tom. You don't have to sing. We will not require any parallel analysis to Oz for you. Um, injuries, I if you want to hum a I was in The
2: Wizard of Oz in middle school. I don't know any of the nice. words to that song. So I have many, many for questions for Gerald About that, I was the wizard, actually. So you would think, if anyone would remember the words, it'd be me from listening to them. However, no. So Gerald definitely, I'm guessing, could not have been a Munchkin in that play. Probably a little, little tall even back in the day. (laughs) All right, let's talk some injuries here. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase did not practice on Wednesday while dealing with his back injury. Coach Zach Taylor said he remains very sore. Not a surprise given that hard fall that he took on Sunday. My understanding is there's nothing structural there with Jamar Chase, but easy to see why it'd take him a while to get back to functionality. So his status certainly up in the air. For this week's game against the texans vikings wide receiver justin jefferson returned to practice on wednesday after his absence and stint on injured reserve for a hamstring injury now kevin o'connell said probably a little aggressive to think jefferson is going to go out and play this week against the saints my understanding is they're really going to take their time here in terms of ramping him up in individual periods getting them just out there, moving around, going through walkthroughs. The Vikings, after this week, have two more games prior to their bye. So hypothetically, they could keep him on the sideline, give him an entire month to ramp up and then bring him back post-buy, but that's all going to be dictated by what they see from Jefferson on the field. Meanwhile, for tonight's game, Bears quarterback Justin Fields officially listed as doubtful because of that right thumb injury. So Tyson Bagent, the undrafted rookie from Division II Shepherd, in line for another start against the Panthers. For Fields, my understanding is he is getting close here, continues to make progress, With the short week, there was no real time to get out and take actual practice reps. He would run the scout team the prior week. Still has a little bit of pain when he's taking snaps from under center. It appears now that Fields' return most likely going to be in week 11 against the Lions. Jamie?
3: All right, Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah, that game will be interesting tonight. A lot of developments and mostly to see if... Matty Rufus was like telling us the truth yesterday or not with the 51% and the sure. doubtful. We're not really sure. Hello, Sarah. Thanks. Keep us updated. Thank you, Tom.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
3: Yesterday on uh, Good Morning Football, we held... The Havsies, an award show. Uh, It's right on Thursday. For the best moments from players and coaches at the midway point of the season. So we're going to add a category. Should the Havsie Award for Defensive Player of the Year... We know Peter loves this because he loves MVP talk very early. Defensive Player of the Year, halfway through the season. Gerald, is it Miles Garrett or is it Max Crosby? Well,
6: I spoke about this on a podcast, I'd say, probably a week or two ago. Okay. And you know, uh, the question was asked who should be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year currently, and I named the obvious, the Micah Parsons, um, the Miles Garrett, the Mm -hmm. T.J. Watts, Mm -hmm. but I also brought up Max Crosby's name, and I said he should have true consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. That was before this huge game he had, so now I for sure have Max Crosby simply because name... His second best defender on his team. You can't. And he's still getting it done. He's getting all the attention from every team. But if you look at the numbers, he's leading in pressures. He has the same amount of sacks as Miles Garrett. He's second in the league in sacks. Last week he had a huge game, eight tackles, three sacks, three TFLs, and he shows up nonstop. He's played 100% of the snaps five times. Pretty cool. As a defensive lineman, five times 100% of the snaps. I don't think you understand how hard that is. Max is my leader for defensive player of the year.
5: Before the season, we went around, we made our predictions. I said Max Crosby was going to be the, the defensive player That's of the year. Guy? That was my pick. And what I said was, you know, in 92, Cortez Kennedy went 2-14 and 14 with the Seahawks, but was so dominant That's that nice. the late, great Cortez Com- Kennedy was the defensive player of the year. For this award, I don't think team success necessarily matters. This is yeah. freak show, what you're doing out there. I'm going Crosby also. I think to Gerald's point, he doesn't have the same supporting cast that Miles Garrett has, and I understand Garrett has been unbelievable and we can give it to him, but Crosby, the 100% of the snaps every game and then doing it at that level with that defensive unit around him, a bunch of guys who are new to the league or guys who are back in the league, the second best player on this defense might very well be Marcus Peters, whose name, quite frankly, we haven't been saying in three years as far as being one of those elite guys, and yet the Raiders are still alive Browns defense is historic. How do you pick just one? They've been so good. Mm -hmm. You can make the argument for Denzel Ward as a defensive player of the year. They've been so good. But I'm going Crosby as well. I think what he's doing has been superhuman Mm -hmm. out in a season that might have been a lost season in Vegas had it not been for him.
4: You guys see Miles Garrett jump over that line. (laughs) I know.
3: That's
5: where I go.
4: There was this moment where they were going to make a kick, and he he (laughs) leapt as a human Mm -hmm. being over it and put his cleats up and then blocked it. And yet I'm still going with Max Crosby. Wow. (laughs) We'll watch this. That's fine because it's really fun. It's eye candy, and Miles Garrett is – I think a higher species than human at this point, it's really incredible to He's watch. a mutant for sure. Yeah, a mutant is a good way of putting it, even a mutant among mutants. but if you took, I'm big on these um, And when you talk about MVP, defensive player of the year, about their replacement, like wins above replacement, I think if you take Garrett off the Browns, I still think that Jim Schwartz has them cracking skulls. I think if you take Crosby off the Raiders, I think they're a sieve. I really do. I think he is more valuable to his team than Garrett is to his. Love Garrett, but I'm going to go Crosby as well.
5: Are we disrespecting T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons in this conversation? I
4: I think Watt for sure, Parsons, yeah, of course. Well,
6: I I don't think you disrespected T.J. Watt because I think you talk about these two, but we know he's right there. Yeah. yeah. So. And he's got guys around him, too. He has a lot. So, I
4: mean, it's like you're, you're insulting T.J. Watt, but we're splitting hairs. J.J. <laughs>
5: right. Watt's watching us and, like, throwing. Tweeting. Oh, he yeah,
4: absolutely is. J.J., yeah. yeah. we see The cool.
3: three of them, Watt, Garrett, and Crosby, they all sit in nine and a half sacks right now, but Daniil Hunter is still ahead of them. Daniil Hunter. Like, like, Hunter? Yeah, which that's another one where you're like, if you remove him from that defense, is that defense still good? But they've been playing really well the last couple weeks. But the point is... I go with the jump over the line. I'm a sucker for that. Really I go, I go with Miles Garrett. That's yeah, a well. special teams play. Because to Peter's point, it's not, it's not about sure. the <laughs> defensive team effort. Uh, it's about one guy doing spectacular yes, things, sure. and that thing just blew me away. So, and plus, that's then good. we saw Jason jump over Peter. So, that's, yes, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, so Gerald, you've been in New York. You have been regaling yes. us with your stories. Like you have been to a couple basketball games. You ate an entire, yeah. an entire pizza. I did, which we're really proud of you for. Yes. Um, but you <laughs> checked out the Knicks Spurs game last night, and you yeah. saw Victor Wembanyama. Yama, in yes. person, talk yes. about it. How was he?
6: It was incredible. So you see him, you see him warm up, and it's like, oh yeah, he's tall. You know, <laughs> he's tall. And Then you do the, they do the, the tip off, and it's like, oh, okay, he's tall. Yeah, but yeah, in person, it's like, I oh, ain't as tall as I thought. Okay. But then, you know, at halftime, they switch sides. <laughs> he was shooting baskets <laughs> on the other side. Then he comes to the side that I was sitting yeah. on, and I said, oh no, this superhero <laughs> question we had. Yeah. They need to test him for whatever made him th- that tall. Uh-huh. This this dude, but the thing about him that's so great, he's seven four, but he's as fluid as a point guard cool. at six two. Uh-huh. I mean, he can shoot it from the three. He's got, uh, I mean, the smoothest shot you ever see at the free throw line. What I love about him the most, though is how hard he plays. Mm. And he was not threatened by anything that happened. Y'all know how New York fans can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were chanting. I, I've never heard an overrated chant <laughs> in the NBA arena. That's like high school, like yeah, college school stuff. stuff. Yeah, and they they hit, they hit and him In the first with, week of November, they unless. hit him yeah. with the overrated. And he just whoop two free throws, yep. <laughs> back to the other end. He's blocking shots here, running all over. Gerald, he is was there a, an NFL comp? Is it Calvin Johnson? Is it somebody is like it that? Is it Garrett. Miles Garrett? Freaking Miles Garrett. Is that, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's exactly. two mutants. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's so cool. like people that size shouldn't move like that, you they know, well, and they can.
3: It sounds like it was a beautiful scene at Madison yeah. Square Garden where you were last night. They call it the world's most famous arena. Yeah. But... Which is a more legendary sports cathedral, though? Is it MSG down the street from us, or is it Lambeau? Gerald, you must choose.
6: Yeah, I'm choosing MSG, without a doubt, because if you have a great game in Lambeau, they talk about it then. If you have a great game in MSG they is never not talked about so i'm going msg because it's a long lasting talk if you if you dominate that arena
5: yeah i'm with you man i'm a new yorker so obviously but like the history of of msg and it's not just basketball it's the fight of the century ali frazier in 71 wrestlemania won kyle in 1985 hogan versus mr t you got it uh the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup in Game 7. The Knicks in 1970 winning it. Like It goes back and then you also have the musical aspect of mm-hmm. it of course and Billy Joel does his stuff. At MSG, you were there last night in a middle of November game and it's the San Antonio Spurs and there is no more electric place to be in the world than that building. Sold out. I'm going MSG all
6: day,
4: all night. We got tons of events you listed. There's more. You could do the, the Reggie eight points in nine yeah. seconds. All of that. They've had all those events and yet they have Never ever had an NFL game, and that's why I would go with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> then if you don't don't come to me in the United States of America and say we got wrestling, we got do you have football. We do football in America, and so does Lambo Field. I'm gonna go there. Plus, you know the great thing about Lambeau is they don't have uh, those those guys from fish showing up to the file filet. Trade MSG, dude. Get the hell out of here. Come on. I don't need any of that crap in my arena. Not that they're, they're not say, doing that every night. If, yes.
6: If we're going big picture, I have to go MSG. As a football player, there is no place I would rather play or experience than Lambeau. I remember when the Bucks went up there and won an NFC championship. And then eventually won the Super Bowl. I called Levante David. Mm -hmm. I said, you just lived out my dream. Mm. NFC Championship, chance to go to Super Bowl in Lambeau Lambeau versus Aaron Rodgers of first ballot hall of like you there's no better feeling than that as a football player. Well, having Tom Brady throwing passes for you, but, you know, mm-hmm, that's which, a, yeah, like Lambo.
3: I feel like you just flipped.
6: I did okay. not flip. Come <laughs> on, <over>, This is <laughs> a broad spectrum. Football players know no better place the than Lambo. Have Fish does
5: bounce around the room? No, it's a 14-minute jam I don't jam do that crap. Session. That's not my thing. The smoke is in the air. The lighting is incredible. But did you know Billy incredible.
3: Joel sells out, like, every show he ever plays there? I'll go Lambo as well. Lambo doesn't have a spike lead. doesn't agree with that either.
5: Also, what, you can
4: park at the neighbor's houses and stuff. You ever try to get out of Mass. Square Garden after a Rangers game at 1030 night? It's hell on Earth, you don't want to be in that atmosphere. You can't find an Uber, you can't find a cab. It sucks, and I think they've insulted <laughs> Billy Joel by what they've done with fish. That was Billy's house, and now it's fish's house apparently. And like, I don't think Billy likes Billy's
5: that. billy has got about a year left on this thing. Let's let him enjoy. I think he has a, have a year left. Period. No no, 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 it's the in MSG, MSG. Okay. <laughs> MSG. Right, let's
0: hope not. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring.
3: We are joined by one of the best cornerbacks to ever do it. And, of course, you see him now on TNF on Prime as an analyst. Welcome back to the show, our friend Richard Sherm. What up,
1: Sherm? How we doing? Let's go. What up? What up? I'm doing good. (laughs) How are you guys? We're great.
3: We're great. Uh, We're looking forward to the game tonight because we feel like there are a lot of questions maybe that could be answered for us as it pertains to the Panthers and the Bears. Yesterday, Kyle uh, went on a rant, if you will. He had a beef with some people that feel like they're being a little too impatient with Bryce Young as the number one overall pick for the Panthers. Give it time. It doesn't really matter what CJ's doing. You have to see what Bryce Young delivers. Talk to us about Bryce. What flashes have you seen from him and why do you think if you're a believer in the patience for the first overall pick?
1: Well, he's not getting great protection, first off. Um, you know, he when he does get protection, when he does get time, he delivers the ball accurately, um, he moves around in the pocket, he makes good decisions. Uh, but at the end of the day, any quarterback in the National Football League needs time, whether that's time to develop or just time in the dang pocket to, to make a decision. You know, he's making most decisions with somebody in his lap or somebody bearing down. Which is tough for anybody, especially a rookie. You know, CJ is getting a lot better on-line play, um, a lot more from his receivers. I think right now Bryce is getting some from Thielen, who's having a really solid year. But outside of that, he's not getting a ton. So I think, you you know, right now we're in a time where nobody's patient. So I can get it.
6: Sherm, another one of my media broadcasts through camp. Classmates, (laughs) Classmates, <laughs> my dog Sherm. What up, brother? Hey, the, what's happening? Hey, the 49ers coming off a of bye week. Unfortunately, before the bye week, they had lost three straight. Before those three straight, most people considered them the best team in the NFL. What do you think has been the difference in those first five weeks and the last three weeks, and how can they get back to being that number one team? First
1: off, that's a heck of a shirt. Um, second off, yeah, uh, I think say they that. Hey, sure, I only know one way, baby. You know that. <laughs> Come on now. Um, if they got to get pressure on a the quarterback, they got to get sacks. You know, they got to get home. That's why they went and got Chase Young. Um, that's when why they went and got Randy Gregory before that. Uh, they got to get home. You know, I, I think the secondary um, has seen a little bit of a fall off just because the pressure's not getting home and you don't get home with pressure that a lot of holes are exposed. But, um, I think they're going to go back to, to running the zone coverages, disguising things that they've run in the past, um, that they've run the past three, four years. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan has, has had a conversation with Steve Wilkes about getting back to the fundamentals, getting back to the things this defense has done well historically. And offensively, they've got to not turn the ball over down the stretch. Um, Brock Purdy has played well for the first three quarters of games and then kind of fall, falling apart during the stretch down the stretch uh, the fourth quarter um, especially in the red zone so guys got to make better decisions you know everybody's saying Brock has played so terrible he really hasn't played terrible it's just certain plays and certain situations where they cannot have turnovers he has had turnovers and that that has killed momentum and killed drive and you really can't have it and I think Kyle Shanahan over the break has drawn up more plays they're getting depot back they'll be fine
5: Sure. We love having you on the show. Before I get to my question, there was a viral video last night of uh, your colleague, Andrew Whitworth, with Jason Kelsey at the Wiener Circle, which we helped talk about during angry runs. They were getting they were getting screamed at. They were being told they were overweight. They had too big a necks. Uh, Did you happen to join them on the Wiener Circle trip in uh, Chicago?
1: No, no, no! My 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 poor psyche couldn't handle it. So I, you know, I just stayed. I stayed <laughs> with 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 Fitz and, and Carissa and all those guys. And we we uh, went to dinner elsewhere. Uh, but you know, okay. I heard about that oh. last year when Marshawn went. It looked rough.
5: Mm. Yes, it is rough. Um, they did those
4: guys like Sherman did Crabtree back in the day. Oh,
5: there you go. There we go. <laughs> I like this. This is good. Looks good. Let's, uh, speaking it. of great corners, I mean, you obviously had the belt for many years in your career as that guy. It was always like, Patrick Peterson or Richard Sherman, who yeah, do you got? Yeah. yeah. Uh, McCourty does a segment here where each week we give out the best defensive back award. Who do you think is in the best midway through the season? Like, who's your guy? Who would be your number one corner of the 2023 season, nine weeks in?
1: Uh, I, I think you got to still have Slay in the conversation. Um, you got to have uh, Sauce in the conversation. Witherspoon in Seattle, the rook has been playing really, really well. Uh, it, it's hard to say halfway through the year, but a lot of guys have been playing well. But those are the guys I will go with for now.
4: Sherman, one of the reasons we liked you as a player is that you always wanted to guard the best. Like, you insisted on Like, I got the number one guy. Look around the league right now. Receivers are breaking records. Like, there's huge receiver numbers. If we could take, let's say, like, 2013 Richard Sherman and put him against any guy in the league right now one-on-one, who would you like the challenge of trying to guard? Who would really test you?
1: Uh, i probably enjoy the, the the challenge of all day. Always open A.J. Brown. You know, he's a guy that's been uh-huh. really dynamic for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, he's taking the top off defense, really strong receiver. So that'd be a pretty, be a pretty fun matchup, I think.
6: Okay. Hey, Sherm, gonna let a lot of people know something that a lot of people don't know. Hey, back in 2009, you and I faced off in the Sun Bowl. Okay. OU Stanford, But earlier in that week, me and Sherm talk about this a lot. Earlier in that week, we had a banquet. Okay. And we both teams showed up. We showed up in our sweats. They showed up in their suits. But something happened while we was there. What happened? There was a dance-off. <laughs> All right, come on. Sherm remembers this. There was a dance-off. Sherm, tell them a little bit about it. Tell them who got it popping doing that dance-off.
1: Hey, 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 you got to get Gerald on credit in the world. He sparked it off. He won it. He uh-huh. won it for me. He set the tone early and often. He got that thing jumping. First off, what was y'all doing hey, with the Sun Bowl with five first-round picks? And, and y'all, say, <laughs> y'all,
6: had Jennifer, y'all had
1: Trent. Y'all had you. Y'all had me. Golly.
6: Well, the most important one was hurt all year. Sam Bradford, Frank, yeah, we didn't yeah. have no quarterback. He was what hurt did you the whole do to year. get the dance-off popping? What was your move? What'd you do? The music immediately, and I went electric boogaloo, man. Boogaloo shrimp on him. Yeah. 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 yeah? yeah. I went turbo from breaking. You do it? Yeah, I went turbo from breaking. I immediately went straight in boy, that's what I'm saying. That's what it. I do.
3: Boogaloo yeah. shrimp. Break into electric, electric boogaloo. boogaloo.
5: Yeah. He knows it. Um, that's it. The
3: Sun Bowl, the second longest-running property on CBS, that is a pride of CBS. That's you're, awesome. Behind the Masters, the nice. Sun Bowl is. So I'm sure you're very proud to play in that game. Sure. thank you. Thanks, Sherm. Thank you, Sherm. (laughs) Electric (laughs) Boogaloo.
0: Yes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and
5: start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.